Well, we are in week 15. If you can believe that, it's week 15. John, are we in week 15 or are we in week 14? It's week 15, baby, because it's the first week of the fantasy playoffs in this weird 17-game season scenario. It is week 15, and we are wagers, ragers, and we are coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. And yes, it is the first week for all of you out there in fantasy playoffs. Last week, my co-host, John the Hedgehog Donath, beat me in the last week of the regular season, but yet I'm still in the playoffs. John, are you in the playoffs? I'm in the playoffs in like four leagues, but that's because I'm a psycho and I'm in like a million different fantasy leagues. All right. So we go into week 15 and just to give a brief recap of last week, this was an awesome week for me because did the Jets win? They didn't win, but they were underdogs by 10 points. They lost by eight, covered the spread on the Jet game. Not only did I cover the spread on the Jet game, but I covered the spread on probably my pick of the my pick of the week. Panthers getting four points at Seattle. Not only did the Panthers cover cover, but they won the game and they beat Seattle. So winner, winner, chicken dinner. John, how did you do last week? Week 14 before we dive right into week 15 because it is it is on now. Four games left for every team going into the uh, the playoff run. Talk to me. Uh, well, you know, the Eagles played the Giants last week, and I felt good about the Eagles winning, but I, I didn't love the the line was uh, a little bit too high for me last week, and I was like a division game. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I can never predict uh, like an Eagles-Giants game to be a blowout. But that is exactly what it was. The Eagles destroyed the Giants. So uh, I, I didn't win on the spread, but the Eagles won, so I was happy about that. I got the A.J. Brown anytime touchdown, knocked that out of the park. So overall, a really good week for me for a fandom perspective, uh, although I might not have crushed it as far as the bets go. I have now just gotten rid of the hiccups that I just had when we started off. So we're going to go right into week 15. I mean, Eagles are already in the playoffs, but are they going to win the NFC East? In my opinion, yeah. I'm sure John would agree with me. For sure. But let's go into a team that's teetering on the playoff hunt. Going into week 14, Jets, the New York Jets, my team, they were in the playoffs, either the six or the seven seed, and they lost to Buffalo 20 to 12, but this year, I mean, sorry, not this year, this week, they have a chance to get themselves really in a good place where it's almost, they control their own destiny. This week, they're at home against the Detroit Lions. The Lions, probably one of the hottest teams in the NFL, are going into MetLife Stadium playing in the Jets. The line right now is the Jets getting one point. The over-under is 44. Why are the Jets getting a point? Why are the Jets getting a point at home against the Lions? I'll tell you why. Here's the reason why. 
and John and I have been saying this for the last couple of weeks, it's white sanity has kept the Jets in every game since the Bears game three weeks ago until last week against Buffalo. But what happened against Buffalo is Mike White got jacked the F up against Buffalo. Two enormous hits to the ribs. And he came back. He played the game. Almost, almost got the Jets to a victory. And he said this week, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to play against the Lions. But unfortunately, he has not been cleared to play. So guess who stands in his shoes? Guess who steps up to play? The second round draft pick from the draft two years ago, it's Zach Wilson. And that's why the line has gone from the Jets getting giving points to getting points. So Zach Wilson is now going to be the quarterback for the New York Jets this week. Uh, you know, I'm not terribly confident about this game. I don't know what Zach Wilson is going to give this team. The, 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 the locker room has been so behind Mike White and so against Zach Wilson. But let's see what happens. The Jets have the longest active playoff skid, not streak, skid, 11 years since making the playoffs. If they beat the Lions, this is going to be a step in the right direction because the rest of the AFC East is not, is not, like, lighting the world on fire. Take the Buffalo Bills, put them there. Miami, no. New England, no. Jets, no. They're all fighting for, like, that sort of second spot. And they're all fighting against the rest of the AFC East for that 6-7 wildcard seed. They're not going to win the division, so let's just forget about that. They're going to be on the road in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. So let's hope that the New York Jets finally just end this 11-year playoff drought. The Lions, they've won five of six. They are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The Jets not only have the Lions this weekend on Sunday, which I really wish they would play on Saturday because they play Jacksonville like four days later on Thursday night. So they have Detroit and Jacksonville Sunday, Thursday. It should be Saturday, Thursday, but whatever. You have to deal with the schedule. So there are two spots behind in the playoff hunt. As I said before, there are two spots behind New England and the and the L.A. Chargers for the seventh playoff spot. They just need to win, win, win. And Mike White, oh, how depressing was that to hear this this morning that he is not going to be, uh, you know, ready to play. So it's all Zach Wilson. Listen, Zach, you better step up to the plate. You better play your ass off. You're a second round, you know, second pick in the draft. Not a second round, first round, second pick. Let's go. All right. Lions. They have scored 25 or more points in five straight games. But they're going up against the formidable Jet defense, which I will get to their stats in two seconds. And the Lions have scored 30-plus points in four of their last five games. Stats. And this is what I rely on my pick. And I'm going to just 
matchup defenses versus defense. If it was Mike White playing quarterback, I'd feel more confident in this pick, but I have to. I have to put my faith in Zach Wilson. Stats. Jets defense is just outstanding. Third in defense against yards allowed. Fourth in passing yards allowed. Jared Goff, he's been the guy for the Detroit Lions. They are 13th in rushing yards allowed. You know, it's Jamal Williams is their basically main running back. I know they have uh, Swift, but I don't really put a whole lot of stock in the Detroit rushing game. And the Jets are sixth in points allowed. So the Jet defense hopefully can stand up, stop Detroit, because if they do so, then Zach Wilson has a chance to lead this team to victory because the the Lion defense is freaking effing, and I'm not going to say it, terrible. Yards allowed, 31st out of 32. Passing defense, 30th out of 32. Rushing defense, 26th out of 32. Points allowed, 31 out of 32. Put that all together, their defense is just God awful. So if Zach Wilson can just please, please do something, throw like a touchdown pass or two, I think the Jets can pull this game out. They're getting a point at home against Detroit. Give me the Jets. Give me the point. I know I'm putting a lot of faith in a quarterback that has not shown that he's, you know, uh, the guy that should be drafted second overall, but I love Rob Sala. I love the Jet defense, and I think Zach Wilson's going to do enough to give me the Jets in a victory over the Lions. So give me the Jets plus one. Uh, so that's my pick on the Jets. Quick props, quick props on the Jet game. And again, I'm putting a whole lot of stock in Zach Wilson. I think he's going to run for his life because Aiden Hutchinson has been playing well, the rookie out of Michigan. So give me Zach Wilson over 11 and a half rushing yards. Boom. Second one. When he played, when he played and he threw the ball, he threw a lot of passes to Conklin, his tight end. So give me Conklin over 24 and a half rushing yards. Minus 115 on DraftKings on Zach Wilson. little extra juice. It's minus 125 on DraftKings, but still, I like Zach Wilson running for his life. I like Conklin over passing yards, 24 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Give me the Jets. Getting a point. Zach Wilson over rushing, Conklin over receiving. John, do you think the Jets are going down at home against the Lions? Talk to me. Unfortunately, I think they're going down, man. I think the Lions are playing with some juice right now. I think they got a little mojo going. I think they're going to come into New York or New Jersey and take the Jets out. So I like I like the Lions here giving the point. Um, I, I think the Lions are right now the, the better team. I think having Zach Wilson back at the helm is going to cause some confusion, especially happening so late in the week. I hope that's not true. I really do. But I would take the Lions here. And I do love, I had it written down, the prop of Zach Wilson rushing. If, if you can get it or you got it at 11.5, that's fantastic. Right now on DraftKings, it's 13.5 and, 
at minus 110. Uh, and uh, Zach Wilson, in his last four games before the benching, was averaging 28 yards on the ground. So I love the Zach Wilson rushing, whether it's 13 and a half or 11 and a half. But I'm sorry to say I would take the lines and give the point. I mean, I got that DraftKings 10 and a half on Zach Wilson rushing, but, you know, it's hard to disagree with you. I mean, the, the Lions have been playing, you know, the, like really good football lately, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially with Zach Wilson, at quarterback, that the Jets lose this game. I mean, listen, I mean, I've I've lived my life with Jet misery, but I just think with the skill position players that the Jets have, their offensive line is not great, but that defense that the Jets have against the Lion offense and the sh- the, the, the crappy Lion defense, I just think the Jets are going to just like squeak by and pull this out. All right, so John, let's go. Eagles, the best team in the NFL. Who are you guys playing this week? I know who it is. I'm not going to say it. You are. Tell me who it is. Tell me what you got. And tell me where you are on this game. Well, the Eagles come into this game, my friend, at 12-1, and one, the best record in the NFL. And we are traveling to Chicago. I mean, not me, not we. The Eagles are going to Chicago to play those Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the league. The bright spot, though, they've had this year, uh, the Bears, that is, is Justin Fields, who their number one pick out of Ohio State who, you know, just really didn't look good since last year in his first uh, chances at the uh, number one quarterback uh, job for the Bears, really has come on very strong in the last uh, two months of the season. Not only has uh, Fields shown his acumen on the ground where he's made his biggest impact, he can toss the ball a little bit. But the Eagles right now are in a situation where they are the best team in the league record-wise. And next week, they played those Dallas Cowboys, their number one rivals, on Christmas Eve. And here's the deal. If the Eagles can beat the Bears in Chicago on Sunday at 1 o'clock, they will be in a situation where they go into Dallas and play the Cowboys next week on Christmas Eve. And if they win, they will secure the number one seed in the NFC. And that is huge this year. Because that means they get a bye in the playoffs. And only one team in each conference gets a bye. So essentially, winning this week and winning next week is the same thing as a playoff win. So should the Bears even be competitive with the Eagles? No, they should not. Uh, The Bears in their last six games are 0-6 straight up. 1-5 against the spread. 3-8-1 against the spread in their last 12 at home again the eagles 12 and 1 only lost one game on the year and that was uh, at home against the washington commanders and the eagles have overcome all kinds of injuries and different things to get to where they are right now the eagles lead the league in scoring their third in yards per game second in rushing the eagles have all kinds of things going for them but the point spread believe it or not is only eight and a half So the Eagles are only favored by eight and a half on DraftKings right now going into Chicago. And I don't like taking big point spreads. As a matter of fact, I went the other way with the Giants last week. But I will say this week, I just think that point spread is too low. Eight and a half 
is not enough. Like it's it's made me a little bit nervous this week because a lot of Eagles pundits, Eagles fans have been talking a lot about the Cowboys sort of looking past this Bears game. So that would concern me that this is a look ahead game, a trap game, as they call it. But I just don't think the Bears have the horses to compete with the Eagles. And, you know, it might be a little bit different if this was like a double digit point spread, you know, 10, 11, 12 points or two touchdowns. I might go the other way just because in the NFL, anything can happen. But here's the thing. The Bears have been bad all year long, despite Justin Fields being the one lone spark they've had this year. He has dealt with a stomach illness recently, and we saw what that did to A.J. Brown a few weeks ago. He had a terrible game after a stomach illness. Uh, Justin Fields dealing with the same thing. And he just does not have a lot around him. Darnell Mooney, his his number one wide receiver, is out for the year. Chase Claypool is out for this game. He's got Cole Cole Komet back. He's got David Montgomery back, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Eagles win this game. I think they win this game going away. I don't think this is going to end up being a trap game for the Eagles because that is not the culture they've displayed so far. Um, What's funny is the biggest story uh, in the NFL this week was Michael Parsons uh, talking about Jalen Hurts possibly being the MVP. And Michael Parsons of the Cowboys certainly suggested that he didn't think that Hertz would be a candidate for MVP because the, the team around him is so good. In other words, that the, it's more the team responsible with, for the success and not Hertz so much. And when asked about that very question at a press conference, Jalen Hertz's response was, uh, we're focused on the Bears right now. We're focused on the Bears right now. And that is emblematic of this team. They are one foot in front of the other, taking a look at what is – right in front of them. So I don't think they're going to look past the bears. I think they're going to beat the bears. I think they're going to beat the bears handily. Uh, And I think the Eagles can do it a number of ways. The passing offense has been fantastic. As I said, the rushing offense has been fantastic. As I said, and the bears who traditionally have been known as a team with a great defense, that has not been the case this year. I think the Eagles are going to control the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to control the clock. I think they're going to run the ball in this game and take the and take the Bears out. The Bears defense, 27th against the run so far this year, giving up 146.3 yards a game. The Bears have given up 23 touchdowns on the ground. What does that mean? I think that means a big day for the Eagles rushers. The rushers, including Jalen Hurts himself, including Miles Sanders themselves have combined for 15 rushing touchdowns. Sanders has five touchdowns in his last three, 11 on the year. In a year following a season last year, when amazingly he didn't have a touchdown, he's got 11. On the other side of the ball, the Eagles defense equally as impressive, leading the league in sacks on the ground. The Eagles rushing defense, uh, you know, when they lost to the Commanders uh, in Philly on Monday night about a month and a half ago, uh, some people speculated that maybe the Commanders had come up with the blueprint to beat the Eagles, uh, which was by rushing the ball, taking the ball out of Hertz's hands. But, for example, in the last two weeks, the Eagles have faced two of the more incredible running backs in the league, Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley, and gave up a total, a total 
of 51 yards and no rushing touchdowns. So here's the thing. I just don't think the Bears can compete. Take the Eagles. Give the eight and a half points. Don't worry about it. They're going to cover it. So with all of that in mind, a couple of props that I like. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't quite understand this. His combined, his combo prop this week. So passing yards plus rushing yards uh, is only 285.5 on DraftKings at minus 115. On FanDuel, it's 284.5 minus 114. He's averaging 295 combined uh, yards per game. Uh, And that includes some, some games earlier in the year when he wasn't quite hitting on all cylinders. I love Jalen Hurts to hit this number. I love Jalen Hurts to go over 284.5 on FanDuel, minus 114. Let's get that. That's more than 10 yards under his average. I think he's going to kill that. The Bears' defense is not what it once was. And like I said, Bears, 27th against rushing. Give me Miles Sanders. He's averaging 82.5 rushing yards a game, but his prop is only 68.5 rushing yards on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So give me Miles Sanders over on rushing. Last thing, i got to get something for the Bears. The Bears do get uh, uh, David Montgomery back. He's averaging 20.3 receiving yards a game, receiving yards. And on DraftKings and FanDuel, his receiving yards prop is only 14.5 receiving yards. Minus 114 or minus 115, I'll take that as well. But I think the Eagles win this game. I think they win it by at least 10 points. So I'll give the 8.5 and and don't worry about it. Give me Jalen Hurts over on his combo yards of 284.5 give me the over on miles sanders 68 and a half rushing yards and finally just to throw the bears a bone give me david montgomery over 14 and a half receiving yards. john i am with you in lockstep uh on the eagles bears game the the games at chicago is that right that is correct my friend yeah, so the line I'm probably going to stay away from. I don't like big point spreads for um, road favorites, but your props, I mean, I wrote down two props. I wrote them down even before you started like analyzing this game. And so Jalen Hurts is, if he doesn't win the MVP this year, it's just going to be a travesty because he has been playing phenomenal football all year long and the two props i had was hertz combo passing rushing sanders rushing so i love hertz over 285.5 285 and a half passing rushing combo i think he's going to eclipse that like there's no tomorrow and then sanders i mean the rushing total 68 and a half I mean, he had 115 yards, I think, last week or something crazy. This is, I mean, to me, that's easy money. So give me both of your props of Hurts over passing and and rushing and Sanders over rushing on the Eagles-Chicago game. The point spread, I'm not, I'm not totally sold on. I don't know. I think the Eagles are just a phenomenal team, but anything over a touchdown, I'm not going to uh, – I'm, I'm probably not going to play it. But 
who knows? I mean, you know, Eagles could probably blow this team out. The Eagles have been playing great football all season long. That one hiccup against uh, Washington, whatever. But I'm going to stay away from the point spread. But those two props, I had them written down. I'm ready to go. And let's rock and roll with those two. All right. So second game for me is a AFC East showdown. And this affects directly affects my team, the New York Jets. And that's Bill's Patriots. Uh, I think it's, no, it's, I'm sorry, Bills, Miami, Bills, Miami. So Miami is at Buffalo and the line right now is Buffalo giving seven points. I don't trust Miami. I just don't. I don't trust Miami. I don't trust Tua after his just crappy performance last week against the LA Chargers and Buffalo coming off like a big win against the Jets, 20 to 12. And I know that the Jets had chances to win this game, but they still won by eight points. They're home. They're playing the Dolphins. They're giving seven points. And Buffalo, for the most part, relatively healthy. I just don't trust Tua. So if you're going to give me, you know, the question, who are you going to take in this game? I'm taking Buffalo. And I'm going to lay the seven points. Now, Buffalo has won four straight games. Miami looked terrible, terrible against the LA Chargers. Just terrible. Buffalo is 10 and 1, 10 and 1 in games at home uh, since their last loss. And they're 7 and 2 against Miami. They're 10 and 1 since. November 29th, but 7-2 against Miami in their last nine December games. Last game, they lost 21-19, but they blew a 17-14 third quarter lead against Miami. And I know they lost to them earlier this season, but they're playing up in Buffalo, but they outgained them in yardage, 497 to 212. So this is a different animal. They're playing in Buffalo, not Miami. It's going to be cold. There might be snow. The weather might be crazy. And the Dolphins are 29th, 29th in rushing offense against a team in Buffalo that is fourth in defensive rushing. To me, I think this is a no-brainer. I think Buffalo has recovered. I think they're going to win out probably the rest of their games. They're going to get either the number one or the number two seed in the playoffs. And Miami is just another team in their way. So Miami's eight and five, Buffalo's 10 and three. Give me the Buffalo Bills laying the seven points. I think it's going to be a blowout in, you know, you, you want to call it Orchard Park or whatever in Buffalo. But Buffalo is going to win this game probably by two touchdowns, if not 17 points. I know uh, uh, Tredavious White is back for Buffalo. It just adds a whole other level to this. He played 74 defensive snaps last week against the Jets. This week, he's going to play the entire game. So I'm a sack guy. 
And if you've if you've listened to this podcast before, stats, 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 and I focus on defense. So defense, Buffalo's defense, where are we? Yards allowed, ninth. Passing defense, not the greatest passing defensive team, but with White back, now playing at full strength, before, after, with him being out for weeks and weeks, they're ranked 19th. But I think you have to look at that and say, all right, White is back. Where is that going to be on the passing defensive scale? So take that out. Put that on the side. Rushing defense, fourth. Points per game, second. Okay. So we have ninth. We have 19th, which is probably closer to probably 12th, 11th, or 10th. Rushing fourth points against second. But you look at the Miami defense, just god awful. 21, 21st in yards allowed, 23rd in passing yards allowed, seventh in rushing defense. Fine, whatever. I mean, Buffalo doesn't have the greatest rushing offense anyway, but Josh Allen. He, I mean, he's a man amongst boys. And 23rd points allowed. So you take 23rd points allowed versus second points allowed, and Buffalo's laying seven. Give me Buffalo all day long, laying seven. This is either going to be a 10 or a 17 or maybe even a 24-point game here at Buffalo. Give me the Bills over Miami, laying seven. That's my game pick. And real quick, couple props. I love Jalen Waddle. I mean, the Buffalo like passing defense. I know that uh, White is back, but Jalen Waddle's right now receiving prop is fifty-five and a half. Give me Jalen Waddle over fifty-five and a half receiving yards, minus one fifteen on DraftKings. Knox for Buffalo. He was like the go-to target for. Uh, for Jared out for Allen, give me over receiving yards minus 120, 26 and a half receiving yards. Give me that all day long. And then Allen passing and receiving. I mean, the guy's like a running back and a quarterback at the same time. It's only 287 and a half. Give me jail, uh, Josh Allen, 287 and a half passing and rushing yards minus 115 on DraftKings. Josh Allen, 287 over on that josh uh john any uh thoughts on this game well i do have some thoughts on this game because it was also my second game which you didn't which you didn't know about before we started but we are kind of uh in lockstep here i love the bills to cover the seven points in this game the miami dolphins coming off a stretch which has sort of exposed them a little bit In their last two games, they've only put up just 17 points against the 49ers and the Chargers. Okay, fine. 49ers have probably one of the best defenses in football. The Chargers do not. Tua looked awful against the Chargers defense, which is not one of the hardest uh, uh, foes to go against uh, in the NFL this year, completing just 10 of 28 passes for 145 yards. And... On top of that, 60 of those yards came on one single pass to Tyreek Hill, who's coming off injury right now. 
I just don't think that the Miami Dolphins can hang with the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo this week. There are they are expecting over nine inches of snow. Um, and Tua, the, uh, the 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 story this week is that Tua can't play in the cold. The numbers sort of bear that out. Tua's passer rating in his four coldest career games is sixty one point four. That's absolutely horrendous. And I don't know that it's going to get any better this week against the Bills. I think that the Bills uh, cover the seven points easily. They've won four in a row, uh, including the eight-point victory over the Jets. I think they cover the seven this week against the Dolphins as well. As far as props go, uh, I agree. I like Dawson Knox as well. The Miami Dolphins are giving up 56.62 yards a game to tight ends. Knox is by himself is averaging 30.67 uh, yards a game. So if you can get the 27 and a half receiving yards for Dawson Knox at minus 113 or lower, I would take it uh, on top of that. You know, this is Miami's third road game in a row, and it's it's sort of starting to take its toll uh, on the Miami Dolphins themselves. Josh Allen, I love the combo yards, but I also love Josh Allen rushing yards he's averaging 48.5 yards on the ground this year his prop not super great at 46.5 but i think he's gonna eclipse that this week i think that uh you know it's gonna be a big game it's a saturday game we get saturday games back on the nfl this week uh so i'll take buffalo to cover the seven i'll take josh allen to show out on national tv eclipse the 46.5 rushing yard prop I'll also take Dawson Knox over 27 and a half uh, receiving yards at minus 113. And let's go. So we are now into the last phase of week 15 of our podcast. John, do you have a track of the week? Do I? It's from one of my favorite duos of all time, Glitch Matrix. It's a song called Merkwood. Uh, I love, I I mean, Glitch Matrix is my favorite, my absolute favorite DJ duo. So, John, give it to me. They're my favorites as well. Possibly tied with uh, a a very experimental DJ I know by the name of Joshua Thomas. Also extremely, uh, you know, (laughs) an excellent DJ. Yes, 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 yes. My track of the week, Glitch Matrix, Merkwood, which is a song I've been listening to recently from a few years ago. Uh, it is a, 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 a contemplative, darker song, but that's my track of the week, Merkwood by Glitch Matrix. So I'm going old school a little bit, just a little bit old school. I was going back and I was DJing a little bit tonight, um, but kind of a little bit of a, you know, a mainstream track that hasn't been played for a little while. And my track of the week is called Higher State. And it features Jody Connor on vocals and it's by Bailey, and probably a lot of people out, probably a lot of our, our listeners have heard it, and I hadn't like played it for a little while, but 
I just, it came on when I was in the car driving to work and it's back. And so that's my track of the week is Higher State by Bailey. That's my track of the week. So, without further ado, we are out for week 15. We have wrapped it up. The Eagles are in the playoffs. The Jets are not yet in the outside looking in. Let's see what happens this week. Zach Wilson at quarterback. Oh, God help us. But, forget about all of that. So, may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. And next week, next week, we will be live. Am I correct, my friend? Are we going to be live next week? Oh, we're going to be live, baby. We are going to be live.